helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Well, it's awesome to bring back a man we've had on, I don't know, three or four times now. He's uh, New Zealand's foremost podcast. They've got the top podcast in the country now. It's called Finding Heidi Under the Guilt Platform, produced by Brevity Studios. Ryan Wolf is the man, and it all started with an in-studio visit. We've had him on the phone a few times. Ryan, geez, you just keep blowing me away every Monday with the release of each episode on Finding Heidi. And I just want to point out to people that the whole premise and i could get you to say this right but the whole premise the whole reason you're doing this is to find heidi give her family some peace it's not to find who did it who's guilty who's not guilty although the two are very intertwined aren't it uh, first question ryan how on a scale of rewarding and frustrating where does this podcast sit yeah hey Steffi, and, and first off thanks for getting me back on again i always appreciate the support had a lot of listeners that say they, they came from your show. So, um, yeah, thanks. And, um, yeah, where, where does it rank in terms of frustrating, rewarding? Rewarding, you know, more so, uh, you know, right at, right at the top there. But, you know, I can't say it's not peppered with frustration at the moment. Um, you know, sometimes you feel like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink kind of thing. And, yeah, that's a little bit where I feel like I am at this stage. So over 30 years ago, Urban Hoglin and Heidi Parkinen went missing. Two years after the disappearance, Urban was found 70 kilometres from where they were last apparently seen. Uh, David Tamahiri was convicted in 1990, paroled in 2010. Um, so served 20 years. There's, there's a court case coming up, so I understand if you're hamstrung about what you can tell us and what you can't. The thing that intrigued me was the final four episodes were all released in a day. Why the haste for those last four episodes? Yeah, um, you know, it's a, a pretty basic reason why is that, you know, at the end of the day, the podcast is, you, you know, it is kind of about, you know, there's that entertainment element to it. But for me, first and foremost, it is the investigation and, and it's a very real case. And I felt that if those episodes were drip-fed, you know, they were so important that the information in them, the witnesses that were speaking for their safety, and I, and I just wanted the, the, the police and whoever needed that information to be able to have it all at the same time on the same day. And, um, yeah, so that's why I released it that way. The thing that's alarmed me, and I'm coming as it from a listener point of view, is the number of witnesses unearthed that have mm. incredible stories, incredible statements to make that have never been made in an official capacity to to police or investigators and that sort of thing, and what, and I feel like they, even though you've gone and talked to them, you've got amazing testimonies. People have kept diaries, they've kept journals. It's factual. They still haven't been approached by the police, save save one or two. Has, has it surprised you as the guy that's putting it together as much as me as a listener? Like I'm frustrated that it seems like it's not watertight what you've found, but it's it's revolutionary and there's no action. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that's, that's true as well. You know, it's not watertight. And like I say, I mean, it's, um, you know, I mean, it's each person's story, but I think when you combine all these things, you know, there's enough circumstantial evidence there and witness testimony to show that quite clearly that the existing narrative is not the correct one. Um, and yeah, it's, 
I don't know. I mean, what, what do you do? Um, but I'm surprised, you know, I haven't had a single call from New Zealand police or anything, you know, even just to say, hey, have you got something that, that we need to hear? Um, yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, it's quite shocking. I'm not a policeman and you've got something they need to hear. It's, it's, it's crazy. You've got, you've got witnesses giving their names. Um, they just need to reach out to you and you can go and say, go and have a yarn with them because your jigsaw looks a lot more complete than what the police jigsaw looked and I would think they'd thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose I have to say as well that, you know, the police don't operate in a way you know, they may be working right now on this for all I know, you know, and they may not come to me, you know, they, they have their own reasons why they say and do things, you know, the same way as I do. They could be, they could be working away in the background on this. I'm, but I'm not aware. Um, yeah. So what, what was the question there again, Steffi? Oh, it's just that I'm frustrated by it all. Um, because yeah. I, I feel like you're close, but you could be far away as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I suppose what I'll say too is that the witnesses that we've heard in the podcast. I mean, that's only that's only the the, the tip of the iceberg. Um, there are many more that, through their own fear or, or whatever, you know, don't want to speak publicly, but they are out there. And I'll also add that since those final four episodes were released, you know, the biggest revelations have come since then, and um, you know, these are going to be in the final five-ish episodes that I'm going to release sometime starting in the next week or two. Yeah, because you sort of said the other final episodes and it sort of got to the end and I, you know, I'm, I was a bit not deflated because I was just like, oh, now it's just going to be left and it felt so close. But you've paused your next project and you said, (laughs) we got more to do. So... Um, without giving anything away, uh, of course, you've said maybe five, four, five, six episodes still to come. Uh, you've probably been compiling over the last few weeks. Is it going to mm. blow up this time? Do you think? Have you have you found have you found a big piece? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I've kind of realised now. I think that you know, I could literally find the smoking gun, and that probably would wouldn't mean anything. But if I find Heidi, then then they'll have to pay attention. Um, so, you know, that is the goal. And like you said at the top of the, the conversation, you know, this is about finding Heidi first and foremost. I mean, I'm not out here to establish guilt or anything like that. Um, that's not what this is about. But, you know, like you said, they kind of go hand in hand a bit. Um, but, yeah, so the, these final episodes, I think you're gonna, people are going to hear from people that they never expected they ever would, um, people that are going to corroborate some of the theories that were in those final episodes that I didn't know at that time. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if it was a house of cards, I would say that, you know, that house of cards is starting to, to collapse now. I've got to say, since I've got to know you, I've got huge respect for what you're doing and why you're doing it. But I also have a bit of uh, fear fear for your safety, Ryan. Have you, have you had moments, and in one of those last episodes, you had a, um, a recorded interview with a, I don't know whether we call them a witness, but a person of interest or something like that. Um, and I was like, Ryan, make sure you, you're safe. Have you felt unsafe at any time during this process? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I mean, the answer is yes, for sure. Um, and, you know, I'll add that, you know, threats are ongoing, even as of yesterday. 
it's sort of just become part of this thing. And, you know, you have to ask the question, why would it, why would someone be threatening me? Um, but, you know, it's, it's something that I sort of just manage and, um, but I've come to accept that it's just part of part of what I'm doing. And even an interview I went to a couple of days ago, it was, you know, touch and go. But then once I got there, I realised everything was was fine. But yeah, safety safety is an issue. But I've sort of just come to accept that it's just part of this, you know. And and if you're going to kick kick a bee's nest, you know, sometimes bees will come out. Yeah, you're going to get stung. The other thing I did this mm. morning was. I googled I googled uh, guilt podcast finding Heidi to find some mainstream media reports on what you're doing because it's the number one podcast in New Zealand for good reason. It's an amazing body of work. Um, nothing for the last two months, roughly, maybe six weeks ago was the last one. And the revelations you made when those four episodes dropped, I think it's two or three weeks ago, I can't believe... Uh, a Herald, a Stuff, uh, a News Talk ZB, uh, one of the big websites, hasn't come along and sat with you and said, mate, let's get this cracking. Is that because, I'm second guessing here, is that because you're an independent, you're not part of the the big the big media companies? I, I, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we can speculate. I don't really know. Um, but... I sort of feel like in my mind that any one of these witnesses that came along, if this was a mainstream journalist that was part of, you know, Herald or whatever, I'm sure this would be front page news. But I think, you know, all I can think is, you know, hey, I am an independent journalist and, you know, I I don't know, maybe they aren't looking to support that kind of thing. (laughs) I'm not sure. It's a bit disappointing, I've got to say. But, you know, at the end of the day, I realise it's just, you know, fine Heidi and then um, everything will just sort itself out from that point on. So how close? You've, mm. you've had a search team. You had some experts. You kept it. You kept the lid on it, but I guess because you didn't yep. want to get swamped by people that, uh, for want of a better phrase, didn't know what they were doing. And so you got experts in the field, and you and you searched. Um, search area. Will there be another search? Do you think, Ryan? Do you feel like you've got close? hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you know, based on you know new witnesses and in the last 48 hours that, you know, I right now I'm hoping like we I genuinely have a, a good idea of, of where her remains might be found, um, but it's complicated. But yeah, there, there definitely will be another search that's already being organised sort of as we speak, um, you know, and, you know, we won't give up. You know, we won't give up until until there's some kind of evidence to prove that she can't be found or something, but yeah, let's just say I feel like I'm very, very close right now. Is there a fear, because there's a fear for me, that the perpetrators, the ones that actually do know, like you nearly know, there's people out there that do know, could go and remove some evidence before you get there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's something I was just talking about yesterday. Um, I don't know, I feel like if it would be very risky to do that, I think, at this at this point. You know, if you're that person and you go and place yourself back at that scene. But, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's certainly possible. Um, but given where the location is, it would be incredibly risky to, to do that. Because you have a lot of people in your camp. A lot of locals are, are doing everything they can to help you out. People are talking for the first time in 30-odd years because 
they've lived with secrets and you've provided a vehicle to uh, expose some of those secrets for good. You've got one very particular, very, I'm going to say brave, brave man um, who came out with a lot of information for you. Those people have been crucial for you. Yeah, they have. And, you know, and that's going back to that safety thing. Sometimes, you know, it feels selfish to think about my own safety when you think of, look at these other people that are putting themselves out there. And, um, you know, at no real, well, at no benefit to themselves other than just trying to do the right thing. And, um, yeah, and, and the locals in that Coromandel area have been amazing. And, you know, someone messaged me recently who's, you know, wanted to remain anonymous, but I know is sort of connected to this case. And just said he'd talked to someone recently and said, you know, just messaged and said, finally, you know, the cat's out of the bag. And, you know, that I think that's the feeling amongst locals that know that, okay, that we knew it was going to come one day and that that day is now. And so, you know, now they're all starting to reach out now that that sort of, that fear has been removed and, you know, sort of safety in numbers, I guess. Um, bearing in mind, you don't have to answer any of my questions. Have you reached out, <laughs> have you reached out to David Tamahiri to have a chat, to have a chat? Um, there, yeah, there has been contact between um, me and, and his team. Uh, I can't really say any more than that at this point because, um, you know, they obviously have an appeal going and, and there's a lot a lot going on here. But, you know, it's certainly something that I'm open to and, and at some point, you know, I'd, I'd be very keen to, to chat to David Tamahiri if, if he was open to it. Brilliant. Well, the podcast is called Finding Heidi. You, you just go into your, wherever you listen to your podcast, it's an ACAST app. Um, do become a subscriber. It's cheap as chips um, and you get it straight away. Finding Heidi, Guilt, Ryan Wolf, you'll find it. Um, and so just the near future, Ryan, you, you've said maybe five sort of episodes and it yeah. sounds like maybe next week might be the first of the extras and it's going to be unreal. Yeah, um, so it's it's hard because right now there's so much happening and I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to really plan this final release of episodes. Um, but I, I sort of thought next week I'd get the first one out. That'll be to subscribers first and then it'll come after that for free listeners. And, yeah, I mean, if people do subscribe, it all just goes towards the investigation. So, you know, that's appreciated. But, yeah, I would say... I'm, I'm thinking five episodes, um, but, you know, at the same time, if information keeps coming and it's relevant and it's getting us closer to where we need to be, then, you know, I'll keep this thing going. Yeah. Um, you know, come too far now. Yeah, because I feel like you're close, and you're probably closer than what we all realise too. And I, and I understand you have to play your cards close to your chest, so I appreciate you coming on today and sharing as much as you've been able to, Ryan. So uh, a big thank you to you. And I also wanted to thank all the subscribers who um, donate just a little bit. Well, don't donate because you get something back, but um, you just subscribe. It's the first podcast I've ever subscribed to, so you've got me hooked. Um, but it does enable this work to carry on. Yeah, it re it really does, you know. And man, yeah, a huge a huge thank you to all the subscribers. And you know, I know there are so many people that, you know, I get messages every day from people that have never even listened to a podcast and they're subscribing, you know, purely just to support it. And you know, there there are benefits to it, you know, as well. But you know, the support's the big thing. Um, you know, it's kind of like a, a small donation to a good cause, I guess, each month. Um, you know, I'm I'm not getting rich doing this, but it's. It, you know, it helps keep the lights on and keep this thing going. 
Yeah, well, brilliant work so far, Ryan. Can't wait to listen uh, each uh, each episode as they come out. Uh, appreciate you coming on, mate. We'll let you get back to it. I know how busy and how much work you're putting in. Yeah, no, thanks again, Steffi. And, um, yeah, thanks to everyone for all the support. And, um, yeah, let's keep this thing going.